Two times. Covering you from your LB1 to your taxi squad, this is IDP Nation. Manning back, bouncing fire to the far side. It's intercepted and running into a touchdown. Your home for the best in IDP and draft coverage. Daniel has time in the pocket, steps up, and he's going to be hit from the side, and he's going down. That's a sack. Here are the hosts of IDP Nation, Hollywood and Kyle B. Welcome back to IDP Nation. What's going on, Kyle? What's going on, buddy? How you been? Hey, you know me. Living the dream. L-I-V-I-N. Yeah, there was never a doubt in my mind you weren't living the dream. That's that's what you that's what you do, man. That's why you're Hollywood. You know, it is. It is. Yeah. yeah. Man couldn't understand See? that. Listen to yeah. that. Yeah. That's the good. That's just that sound right there was just as good as Shooting a half court shot, and all you hear is yeah, nothing but net, nothing but net, man. That's it, nothing but net. Yep, beautiful thing. So yeah, it is a beautiful thing. It is, <laughs> it is very tall boys. So, we're into the playoffs, yes, sir. And we'll get to that in a little bit, but um, neither one of our teams are in it. No, we didn't even make the show. Yeah, no, no, we just team. Well, at least Bridges' team made it. Yes, yes, they did. And they, they did hey, it. the Dolphins put up a hell of a fight against the Bills. That I did not expect that. So I didn't either. That was a weird game. Yeah, yeah. Especially with Skylar Thompson at quarterback. That's what I mean, man. If you know, if the whole thing was before you know the week leading up was if Tua would play, it's a different game, right? And if it's Skylar Thompson plays, well then, but you're not thinking it's going to be much of a game and. The Bills would right. cruise. Well, that wasn't the case at all. So true. Yep. But yeah, dude, dude's dolphins made it, and me and you were on the sidelines. And I yep. tell you what, yep. Green Bay got they got nothing to do but look in the mirror at themselves because they lost at home. Win to get in. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I expected them to win that actually. I thought they were getting in, but the Lions are tough, man. That's a good team. And they, you know, yeah. we turn the, the the old adage, right? The team that, that that doesn't turn it over usually comes out on top, and that's that's what it was. Key mistakes. Matt Campbell's got them fired up and ready to go. Yeah, it's uh, it's an up and coming team. They beat us twice. That's another team I thought was going to make it too. I, I just thought they were going. It's to- you know, it's such a bummer that 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 win didn't get them in. I really wish that that would have got the Lions in because they, they yeah. deserved it. You yeah, know? they deserved it. But anyway, yeah, we. You know, the Packers got what they deserved. They didn't get it done at home in Lambeau in January. It's cold. When to get in, didn't get it done. Very true, very true. Hey, at least your Titans were starting a third-string quarterback at the time. Ugh. You know, you got something, it's got an excuse, but we ain't got nothing. We just straight up blew it. You know, I hope they keep him. I hope they keep Josh Dobbs. Yeah? Yeah. Hey, he did better than I thought. I tell you that. Yeah, considering how much he's played, I mean, yeah, and, and then being thrust in there last minute, I, right, I know right. everybody's going to point to the 
the pick six that he threw to Josh Allen. Right. But other than that, I mean, two minutes left in the game, we had a we had to win. We were in the playoffs. Right. So. Hey, yeah. it's always next year, right? That's what, that's what we're gonna say all off season. Yeah. <laughs> we got a new GM and. Yes. Yes. A lot of changes coming for Tennessee, for sure. Yeah, then I, you know, as a Packer fan, we get to listen to the old um, "Who's our quarterback going to be?" for months until it happens. So, you know, I think it's funny because you know y'all made fun of uh, it's funny because y'all made fun of uh, the Brent Favre saga. Am I playing or am I not? Huh? And we're full circle now. Here we are with Mister Rogers. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. How about that? I don't want to talk about it. We're not here to talk about offense. Fine. Well, (laughs) we've got a few news and notes you can read there before we get started on our show. Okay. Let's uh, just just a couple. Not you know, it's a pretty pretty quiet time of year. But anyway, a few news and notes here. Uh, Seattle Seahawks linebacker Jordan Brooks underwent surgery on Thursday to repair his torn right ACL that he injured on New Year's Day during week 17. So, you know, he's getting the surgery done, and let's just hope for a speedy recovery for, you know, one of the big-time productive IDP linebackers, right? So. Yeah, and the thing, I mean, like you said, a big-time linebacker, but the thing with me is it happened in week 17, New Year's Day. So you're looking just almost three weeks ago that this happened. Right. So – I mean, are you – how concerned are you are on him being available or being ready for the start of the season? I I think this late in the year, there's a huge concern, right? Yeah, absolutely. That's, I, that's exactly – that's what I was saying. Um, let's hope for a speedy recovery because it's, you know, so late – to get injured late in the year like that, such a bummer because then, you know, the chances of being ready are slim. I mean, ACLs – Obviously, guys come back from them, and and they're fine as long as everything goes well in the rehab process and everything. But it takes time, you know. Right. So, but I mean, yeah, even I, on, the, on, the, on the short end, the quick end of it, like what six months? And I mean, that's, I put, that's, that puts that puts them in July. Months. Yeah, into July, the first of August, and that's going right. to be right when things kick off. Right. I mean, I just I don't know if he can if, do it in six months. I mean, you I got players. Even if it feels good, right? At that, even if he has a good, smooth recovery and it, it looks good and feels good, you got to be able to trust it too, right? You know, you know exactly. What I mean? Exactly. That's I always feel for those dudes. They got to get out there and the games. Because he's so not going to get fast. out there and test it until it's go time. So. Right. Yeah. No, it's a good point. Yeah. He's, I mean, it's you know, it's it's one of those deals where it's like, like you said, it feels good. Rehab went good, but. If if it's uh, all of a sudden your first your first game on it and it, the game's so damn fast, you got to trust it right away. It can be tough. So let's let's hope it all goes yeah. well for Brooks, man. He's you know, he's, yeah, yeah, definitely hope. Uh, like you said, a speedy recovery for him. So. Yeah, yeah, it's be something that we'll I'm sure we'll talk about. You know, as the off season goes along, there'll be news coming out how his recovery goes. So we'll just keep tabs on it and hope that it it all goes well for him. So, um. Baltimore Ravens GM Eric DeCosta wouldn't commit to saying whether or not the team would pick up linebacker Patrick Queen's fifth-year option. 
So um, they just paid Roquan the bag. (laughs) Exactly. A big bag. (laughs) I can't bring truck up, baby. Yes, sir. The bag, as they say. Well, that was the bag. Um, Yeah. And, you know, Queen Queen and uh, Roquan were a nice pair there, especially the back end of the year. Um, You know, it's a it was pretty good duo, but. Yeah, they, you know, that's a big decision. That's a lot of money tied up in the linebacker position. So we'll see. It is. You know, he's been up and down in Baltimore, his play. You know, he he struggled. He, he kind of, you know, switched roles when Bynes took over for him last year. He got, he got kicked right. over to a little less responsibility, and he played a little better. And then, you know, this year. I thought he played like, a little better with, with Roquan in the mix, though. Yeah, no. He, yeah, exactly. I thought. So you know, maybe, first, maybe it was a case of. Maybe he's not a true LB one. He's more of an LB two. You you pair him with somebody that can carry right. the load. Yeah. And it frees, of course, let's face it. Roquan's going to make anybody better, right? He's going to make any team better. So. Sure. But yeah, that's I'm with you. That would be. I'm curious to what his free agent number is going to be. Right. You know what what that tag is because he's not played the greatest so is there a team that's going to be willing to take the risk and pay a little more than they should or yeah no it's that's the big question right and see right now i don't think with baltimore that you got to keep in mind this whole lamar jackson thing is holding everything up so you got to get that figured out yeah yeah i don't think they're going to be in a rush to pay big money to players until they get rope one. I mean, until they get Lamar done. Right. I mean, that, that would be a tough sale to start signing players before you get Lamar yeah. signed up. Yeah. And, and by the time you get him done, is it going to be, is it going to be too late? Is, is free agency already going to hit? And, right. and these well, players are looking to go elsewhere, you know? Yeah, they just they have the the I don't know when the deadline is offhand, but to exercise the fifth year option, and then you know, so what what happens before then? Do they decide to do it? Do they just let Queen finish out his last year and then figure it out later? Yeah, they like you said, there's bigger bigger things going on with uh, a, a more important uh, position on that team right now. They they already locked up their their field general on defense and Roquan. They got they got a lockdown their. Uh, the general of offense there, Lamar Jackson, get that all figured out. So, yeah, he got a he got a monster bag. Yeah, yep, yep, yeah. Good for him. Good for him, man. Yep. Great for him. Perfect fit um, for him too. You know. Oh you know, yeah. Yeah. To leave Chicago and the role he had to fall into that role yep. in Baltimore, he couldn't yep. ask for a better spot. So. Yep, and now he's getting paid well. So you gotta love it. Um, head coach Sean Payton is reportedly seeking between 20 and 25 mil a year for his next gig. And the price tag is pretty steep for the Saints to let him go too, right? We're talking first round, two first round picks. Yeah. I've seen all kinds of stuff. Yeah, well, yeah, I've seen all kinds too. But the most consistent thing is going to take at least one first round pick too. Yeah. Yeah, so that I mean, 
that's the uh, the hottest name on the coaching um, landscape right now, right? Is where's where's Sean Payton going to go, and who's going to pay up to get him? So, and this and there's a, speaking of coaches, there's a t- you know there's a few head coaching jobs out there, but not as many as I suspected. Yeah, there's been more. Offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator jobs pop up. There is a shit ton of those available. Yeah. Well, I I was I don't know about you, but I was kind of surprised Brandon Staley still has his job after that collapse. Yeah, I was too. Definitely. Yeah. Thought that. I, I don't know what to, I mean that 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 was something twenty seven to nothing. But anyway, yeah. So like you said, I I thought that one might be open, but they like like you just said they a lot of the coordinators are getting let go. They let go to Lombardi. Their offensive coordinator, um, the Ravens just got rid of. I mean, we knew uh, Harbaugh wasn't going anywhere, Jim Harbaugh, or John Harbaugh, sorry. But um, they let go of their yeah. offensive coordinator. Jim Schwartz got hired away from Tennessee. Schwart- to Schwartz, Cleveland. yep. Uh, Cleveland hired Schwartz, um, and um, who else got let go? There was another one. Oh, there's a, there's quite a few. Uh, Ed Donatello from Minnesota. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that didn't work. The that that didn't work in Minnesota. That that was not and a good defense. Gonna, and that's another question: Are is Minnesota going to switch? You know, the the statement was made we're going to run three four from when they had the coaching change there. Yeah, with Ed Dontel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Are, so now are they going to look to go back to a four three? Maybe. Yeah, I mean, and then, you know, the whole deal is is base isn't. Nobody plays a ton of bass anymore anyway. There's a lot of nickel and a lot of other things. But anyway, um, yeah, but the philosophy and who they hire and to match what personnel they want to bring in is, yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see what they do there, like you said, because they did shift gears when they brought in Ed Donatel and it didn't work, <laughs> you know. Um, so, yeah, that, that was the other one I was thinking of. But, yeah, that's, you know, it's a good point. What are they going to do now? Are they going to? You know, they brought in Zadarius Smith and, you know, they got Daniel Hunter back. He was hurt the year before. And, you know, they got Eric Hendricks, who's been solid. Jordan Hicks has an out in his contract. He was kind of losing time to the rookie, Brian Asamoah. You know, like there's just all kinds of stuff. And Lewis Seen, you know, he got hurt early. They spent the premium pick on him. Um, the secondary's got questions there and the corner. But anyway, yeah, there's – it's the offseason, man. You know, it – We'll have plenty of that kind of stuff to talk about when it all starts to take form, but yeah, oh, that, yeah. that that's a that's a spot we'll be looking to see who who they bring in and what philosophy comes with them. But yeah, Schwartz and Cleveland, that was was that this week? Yeah, that happened just yeah just this week. So yeah, there's been some other moves, but there's a lot of coordinator jobs that are open and pieces yep. moving and. You know, like D'Amico Ryan's the defense coordinator. For oh, the yeah. yeah. He's a hot yeah. name, too. So, yeah, he I like to meet him. Job somewhere, so. Yeah, I like D'Amico Ryan. He's, he's a great coordinator. And, like, it's always yeah. cool when you when you see guys like him who you had on your IDP rosters. <laughs> right. I had plenty of D'Amico Ryan's in the day. I'm sure you did, too. Um, yep. So, you sure got to love it, man. got to love it. Yeah, he's a hot name, and rightfully so. So. Oh, yeah. Uh, Last piece of news, Tampa Bay Buccaneers edge defensive end Shaq Barrett told reporters that he, he had an Achilles injury, um, torn Achilles, told reporters that he will be ready for the start of the 2023 season. 
So that will be one to watch. Those Achilles injuries can be uh, pretty tough to come back from, but he's yeah. optimistic. I don't remember what week it was. I know it was midseason. Damn, he missed about – If I remember right. Let's see here if I can find it real quick. I want to say he missed most of the season. Was it? I thought so. Oh, there was Let's just so many, so many freaking injuries. Well, half of the season, so I was wrong. I thought he missed a little more than that. So he played the first state games. Um, okay, I played eight games, yep. Before the injury hit. Yeah. So I guess, eight right? That, but he wasn't that having been, a very good season at that point. You know, no, he had three sacks for, and eight games, Sha- so not yeah. – for fact, Barrett standards, um, that's you know, he he has set the bar pretty pretty decent for himself. So yeah, not not the greatest, but uh so halfway through the season that puts him October. So start of the season. Yeah, I guess I mean Achilles are tough, but yeah, you never know. I mean I hope so. Yeah, good player, man. Yeah, I mean if he's saying that now, then I think there's a really good chance he's ready to go. Um uh, yeah. by training camp when the season kicks off and stuff and yeah. They could really use him, right? Um, yeah. Um, I, who knows you know, what's happening I, down there? They fired Byron Leftwich and they, you know, yeah, you know yeah. Brady and. Right. So, I mean, who knows what's going to go on, but. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's another, another like you said, another coordinator, Byron Leftwich. He was one of the hottest names last offseason, right? And, uh, up and coming coordinators that in, in talking about everything with the Tampa Tampa offense and this and that. And then one year later they let him go. It's like, it's crazy. The NFL, but anyway, that's all the news and notes I got, man. Or you got, you, you put this down. So mm-hmm. shout out Hollywood. Take Somebody had to do something around here. Kyle. Somebody take, to. take care of everything. No, you know, it's what we do. That's what you do. My screen's freezing here. I can't click off. So if you want to start us off on the next one, I can hear you. I just can't get my screen to click over. Okay. So our next thing on the bill here is our playoff picks for the division series. Um, Yeah, let's kick it off with the first game. Um, Jacksonville and Kansas City. Who you got? Kansas City. They're going to run through them like – a hot knife through butter, I think. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you, man. I, I like, I like the Chiefs here as well. Um, you got the, the image. Did you screen load yet? Yeah, I, I see it. Okay, I was gonna say because you got the action two four seven, um, logo up there with the odds, and it's got Kansas City minus ten. So, you think they cover? Ooh, you know that that's a tough one. Plus ten. Uh I think if you're betting the spread, personally I think I'd stay away from it, but I think if you're betting the spread, I think you I think you go with the Jags in the plus ten. Because Trevor Lawrence has been He's been on fire lately. Well, well, he started off pretty rough this last game, but then they pulled it together. I tell you what. Yeah, against was, the Chargers. That was the craziest shit I ever seen. Never seen nothing like that. 
Yeah, that was wild. Yeah, he. I mean, but yeah. other than other than that crazy start where he was throwing picks left and right, like you said, he's yeah. been playing. Four really interceptions well. and he threw three of them to uh, Asante Samuel. <laughs> Asante Samuel Jr. Yeah, yeah. That's like yeah. Oh my god! Like I was so pissed off watching that game. I was like, I can't even believe this is happening. It is crazy. It is crazy. But yeah, I, I'm going with the Chiefs too. Um, will they cover ten? I think I might say they'll cover ten. Yeah, I might. I might be bold. Uh, next game, the Giants and the Eagles. Who you got? I got the Eagles. I think the Giants Eagles. are. Yeah, I, I think the Giants have been lucky to get this far. Um, but they, you know, well. they've got them playing pretty well, though. Yeah, Danny Dimes is playing the best ball he's played. They just have their yeah. wide receivers just kill me, man. They, they're, you know, Isaiah Hodgins stepping up, Richie James, Darius Slate, like their receiver group, that, and they're getting it done. It's just wild. Um, Danny Dimes playing well. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking the Eagles, though. Um, seven and a half. You think who you got with the spread? Can the Eagles cover seven, seven and a half? Are you taking the points with the Giants? But you know, because this is an NFC East game, I think I take the Giants and the points. I think it's gonna seven be close. Yeah. Touchdown in the hook. Yeah, I, I yeah. I think I would take the seven and a half. Yeah. But yeah, I'll take the Eagles for talking straight up. Um here's a game I'm yeah. excited for. Buffalo and Cincinnati. Who you got? Ooh, I'm taking Buffalo. Yeah, me too. Buffalo was my Super Bowl pick. Before the playoffs, I threw a little money, sprinkled a little money on them at plus 400 to uh, to win the Super Bowl. So I, Ryan with the Bills, but that, that should be a good game. That Cincinnati team's good. The Buffalo team's good. That's going to be a it's going to be a really good yeah. game. That might be the game of the weekend. I that's that's the one I'm the most excited for, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. I mean it's five and a half. Ooh, that's. Uh, I think that's I take yeah. the over though. Over under forty nine. Yeah, I think I take the over for, on that for sure. I like that. I like that. I like that. Um, yeah, that should be a great game. We're going both Ryan with Buffalo, and then the uh, last game here, Dallas and San Francisco. Who you got? San Francisco. I'll take the San Francisco money line. I'll take San Francisco to cover, and I'll take the over. I'll, all three of them. All right. You just put a parlay together for us. Hey. I, I'm I with think, you. I, I think Dallas is <laughs> – they're going to they're gonna do Dallas things in the playoffs, and they're going to get – they've not seen a defense like this. They're going to get hammered. Yeah, I'm going with San Francisco. Dallas looked better. Um, but, you know, they, they played horrible against Washington. And then uh, last week, the first playoff game, they looked much better But um, against Tampa Bay. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with San Francisco. I would take I would take a minus four or two. And, um, you're taking the over? 46 and a half? Oh, yeah, I'm taking the over. I think we should do a little uh, – Parlay on that, win a little money. So look at us, all four games, same picks. That's right. I figured so, you would have something different from me. I really did. I I wanted to. I want. I wanted to, but I couldn't do it, man. Um, who yeah, who, who was you trying to do different? 
because I don't. It's definitely not Dallas. It's definitely not Jacksonville. I was gonna do the Giants. I really, I just got the sneaky the oh, sneaky wow. feeling, man. Sneaky feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Just I to be mean, different, though. Just to be different. Just to be different. But no, I I do think Philly wins that game. Um, I no, think man, the closest was, game is going to be the Buffalo Cincinnati game. Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't pick it. if I if well I mean if I had to pick one I think if I really had to pick one it would be Cincinnati over Buffalo but I'm just riding with Buffalo. So really? I See, I think Buffalo's going to be wound up getting to play Cincinnati again and oh yeah. yeah. I I couldn't pick against the Bills. I'm just I'm riding with the Bills. But just to be contrarian, I was going to pick the Giants just to have one different. But no, I don't think they'll be. <laughs> I'm taking the Eagles. No, I do like that Philly team. That Philly team's good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So hey, we're all in line there. We'll see how that works out. Maybe we'll sprinkle that little parlay action. Yeah, might have to do that. Might have to do that. All right. So we move on to the next piece here. Yeah, my screen is. I can hear you. So you're going to have to lead the way until my screen's unlocked here. I don't know what. I got you, buddy. You got us this far. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, we're going to run into the main event here, and we're going to take a look at uh, PFF's top upcoming free agent linebackers per Brad Spielberger. Hollywood put this beautiful graphic up that I can only see right now because his screen is froze. Um, so we're going to talk about some upcoming uh, free agent linebackers, and the first name picture on the the list here is Levante David. Um We've seen him wearing the, the Tampa Bay jersey for a while, but what are they going to do with an aging veteran like Levante David, right? Do they bring him back and keep the Levante David-Devin White pairing going? Um, you know, Levante David had another solid year for us in IDP leagues, 124 tackles, 80 solos, three sacks. Um, you know, just keep keeping on, keeping on what he's doing. Um, so that that's going to be interesting to watch to see you know, where, where he lands, if they run it back with them, like they've been doing with their bets. But what what is, like like you said, when we were just talking about Tampa a little bit ago, it could look different down there. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what their cap number is either. I'd, ha- I'd have to go back and look at that. Yeah, I, yeah um, I don't know either. You know, if they're strapped for cap, I got to imagine maybe he's a cap casualty in a way. Um, yep. It's kind of tough to say. I mean, I think they've got so many issues right now with the offensive coordinator and a quarterback. I don't know. Maybe they just ride with him for now until they figure some things out. But yeah, no, I yeah, it's uh, I agree. They could just. You know, it's a solid duo with him and Devin White, so they could just bring him back. Um, he's still still producing. He's going to be 33 years, so obviously getting a little long in the tooth, NFL NFL wise. But you know, he's he's, he's still uh, producing for us IDP managers, that's for sure. Uh, next guy is a guy you're familiar with, uh, David Long. Um, I, I, I I've long been a David Long fan. Talked about him, asked what you thought of him plenty of times here. As far as you think Tennessee brings him back. Um, you know, he got dinged up at this point. Yeah. I I like the fit with him in Tennessee. I know I've told you that. I think you've kind of agreed. Yep. 
Um, I mean, they're losing Cunningham too. He's a free agent, and they don't. Have, well, I think I think he's still under contract, but they have an out. He's just making too much money. I think, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, he's likely to cut. So yeah, I think they bring back Long, and then behind that, you don't have a whole lot. Monty Ross, you have, which we're going to get yeah. in this a little bit later, but yeah, yeah. You know, I think they have to bring back Long as long as it's. Money-wise, it fits, right? You know, yeah, yeah, feasible. I mean, they've got some serious issues they've got to <laughs> work through. So, yeah, um, you, you know, you yeah. guys just – you guys had uh, – you know, when we talked a couple weeks ago and we did our last show, you know, we talked about all the injuries you guys had at linebacker and, you know, how that – how you know, I asked you what you thought, how it quit shape out. But I think David Long – bringing David Long back would be good for you guys. As, like you said, as long as the money works – Right, and it's reasonable. Yeah. But I think he's a good player. I do. I, I like David Long for NFL wise and IDP wise. He's a smaller linebacker and all, but I mean, he's he can run the show. He's got good instincts and he holds up. You know, he's he's a good player. Yeah, he's so. going to be one of those players. They have to get something done before free agency because I yeah. think if he gets free yeah. agency, then they're they're yeah. going to be out of it. But. Sure. Yeah, they won't. It won't be the Jay Brown luxury they had a couple years ago, where they let him test it and come back. I don't right. think. I don't think. I don't think it'll be like that. So, um, right. Yeah, I think he's shown enough that he's worth a, a decent contract. So, yeah, we'll keep an eye on. I'd love to see him come back to, to Titans for you. Um, I like the fit for him, IDP wise. So, uh, another name here, a guy who uh, had a really nice year, uh, T.J. Edwards for the Eagles this past year. Now he's going to be a free agent. Um, Edward, I mean, it's a breakout year for Edwards. Uh, 159 tackles, 99 solos. Um, just a just a big year. So, um, you know, Philly Edwards is a free agent, and Kazir White was on a one year deal, so he's going to be a free agent as well. So, um, you know, you got Nicobe Dean waiting in the wings. Do they bring Edwards back? Him and Nicobe Dean would be a nice pairing, but you know, like you said, you know. It, all depends if it works. I don't know what their cap looks like either, but that's a big name on the market too. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, his first couple seasons, he didn't do a whole lot, right? I mean, uh, right. Undrafted free agent. Then yeah, Wisconsin linebackers, man. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, this year and the year before, 289 tackles. In the wow. past two seasons, that's uh, that's yeah. a lot of production, and uh, so yeah. I know that, like you said, they've got Nicobe Dean waiting in the wings. For me, it kind of tells me, in a way, it kind of tells me that he was overhyped a little bit because everybody thought, "Oh, Nicobe Dean to the Eagles, he's going to start right away," and it didn't happen. Right. You know, these guys beat him out, and they even brought in other people, which told me they. He's a little further away than I thought. Now, is it because of his size, which was one of the concerns I had with Dean sure. uh, coming out of Georgia? Um, and how many times have we talked about it? you got to be patient with rookies? You know, we yes. all, everybody, myself included, we get a little anxious sometimes. And yeah, it's fun. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I think Edwards, I think they try to bring him back. I think, I think sure. he's a guy they want to. They want to try to keep, I would imagine. Yeah, and it makes sense because him and Dean are different linebackers. You know, Edwards is, you know, your bigger traditional Mike linebacker, and Kobe Dean can play the role that Kazir White was playing. You know, right. um, it's, 
makes sense, but we'll see, right? So things have to right. have to get figured out. Uh, this next guy is a guy I've long been a fan of, and oh, I can't uh, wait to hear your thoughts on this. On, on, on Mr. Uh, Tremaine Edmonds for the Bills. Um, what was he? Twenty four. Feels like he's been in the league for ten years because you know he came out of, of Virginia Tech and just has been there in the you know entrenched in the Buffalo defense right from the start. Um, you know, he was the, the thing with Edmonds was he's this big linebacker, athletic, long arms, and um, you know, he's six five, two fifty, dude. He's huge. He's huge, and he moves well, and you know, he, he he's got a lot of and responsibilities. He's not afraid to hit. Exactly. Um, you know, he's he's got a response, a lot of responsibilities in that Buffalo defense as far as getting things set coverage wise. Um, you know, playing. I honestly don't know. I mean, not to cut you off. Sorry. No, no, go ahead. Roll it. In and out. I can't tell sometimes. So if I'm cutting you off, just yell at me. Uh, you don't care. But just go this ahead. is year five, man. Mm-hmm. Year five. And he's had 100 plus tackles every year 121, 115, right. 119, 108, 102. He almost feels, well, I ain't even going to say almost. He's a Sean McDermott guy, right? You know what you're going to get, and he's going to give it to you on a consistent basis, right? Mm-hmm. Um, man, I, I, I think he's one that McDermott definitely brings back, right? Because he's that leader. Yep. He's that consistent piece. I think they want to put better pieces around him. Now, Milano's done good. But Milano was fantastic they, against Miami. Milano's a yeah. good player. And Milano's they've a got really Dodson good player. And, and some well, they, of those Spectre and those guys. So well, I they drafted Terrell Bernard in the third round as well. So you know, right, that's, right. That's, so, that, that's that's the big question, right? Yeah, but is these young guys ready to step up? Is the question? That's the question. Not, I, exactly. I almost feel like McDermott. He once he locks on to somebody on his defense. They're there until they just can't do it anymore. So I, I think Edmonds comes back. I think Buffalo pays him. Um, now, if he hits free agency for some reason, I could see him getting a nice little payday from somebody. That's that's the biggest thing is what is the market for him and is if he's got this huge market. I don't know. I don't know what he's going to have. You know, um, is Buffalo willing to pay it? Um, him and Milano are a nice tandem. Um yeah, I, I definitely think Edmonds a McDermott guy, but right, you know, he's 24. He's had plenty of success, and if, you know, IDP wise, I always thought Edmonds. I always early on his career projected him to take this big leap to be up, you know, one of the top five linebackers, and, and that quite hasn't quite, not hasn't quite, it hasn't happened as far as IDP wise. He's just been a solid guy, like you said, 100 tackles, 100 tackles. You know, it hasn't been like 150 or anything. He's not been putting up, you know, Roquan numbers or whatever, but um. Bobby Wagner, you know, and, and he hasn't hit that range of tackle numbers, but you know he's been solid. But he hasn't quite taken that big step that we had hoped for IDP wise. Would you agree? You know, he hasn't quite the upper echelon. Um, you know, because we, we were all yeah, excited. So. We were all excited about him when he came out of Virginia Tech and entered, like you said, 6'5", 250, 240, whatever he is, and athletic, rangy, long. He can hold up, play all three downs. You're like, oh, this guy's got you know this huge ceiling. And, He's been good. That just hasn't been, you know, the like elite production like we had hoped he would take that step. He never quite has. But NFL wise, he's been solid, you know. 
So I, I'm just curious what his market's going to be. And, you know, where IDP wise, if he's not in Buffalo, where does he go? You know, what does it look like? But, you know, I like Tremaine Edmonds. Um, I do too. And I, I think they, you know, him and Milano, this is Milano's sixth year. So, man, I mean, those, uh, Milano was an all pro, got his first all pro this year. You yes. Edmonds. Yeah, he was very I good. think you keep those two intact and you, you piece in the, the Dodson or the Spectre or um, Terrell Bernard, the Bernard, who, yeah. I, who I yeah. love, by the way, I love Terrell Bernard. That, that's what I mean. Like, season. so yeah, yeah. I think yeah. you get those two guys and you mix that youngster or maybe a rotation of the three in with them, and don't worry about it. Because I, I think if you get too cute, right? I think if you get too cute with your with your lineups, same thing. Fancy. If you try to get too cute with them, it, you know you you mess up. I know money's a big factor, but if you can afford to keep these guys and still make, still be able to make the other moves that you need to make, yeah. unless there's a clear cut upgrade over one of them, I think you keep them. Especially Edmonds. Right. I think you keep Edmonds and because you know what you're getting. You're getting 120 tackles a year. So, yeah. No, I, exactly. Um, uh, I would like to see him stay in Buffalo. Well, it, it all depends if the money makes sense. I, all I'm saying is if we're talking IDP and I'm in a dynasty league and, and if Terrell Bernard's floating around a waiver wire, you might want to just stash him while this decision is looming just in case, right? Too late. Too late. I already got that full stash in some places. Exactly. Yes, I got him stashed too. If he's not stashed in your league, throw him on your bench, see what happens. If, you know, the market for Tremaine Edmonds exactly. isn't yep. what Definitely Buffalo working. wants, they don't. It, it worth a shot. He's one of those guys. Stash it and see what happens. But um, yeah, that's a that's a big. Tremaine Edmonds yeah. is a big name, um, NFL wise for to hit the market at twenty four years old. Oh yeah, he's like been in the league forever. Um, next one, uh, Jermaine Pratt. Um, you know, Pratt, Jermaine Pratt. This year was it was a career career high form of tackles with ninety nine, uh, fifty solos. Um, you know he's. Logan Wilson's the guy in Cincinnati and Pratt, you know, he hurts around that uh, 70 snap range this year was his career highest. There was 76% last year was 69%, um, 65% the year before. So he, you know, he's, he's been in that role, right? The sidekick role to the Logan Wilson the past couple of years. Um, I think it all depends what the market looks like for him. I don't, I, I don't know about you. I, I just got this feeling they're not going to pay up for Jermaine Pratt. Yeah, and that's Cincinnati's. It all depends what he's going to get. You can go back back as far as, I don't know, you know, Carson Palmer not getting paid and Chad Johnson not getting paid. And, you know, they have a history of not paying up for their studs. And kind of with you, I think Jermaine Pratt is going to be – playing somewhere else possibly, which is a shame because he's gotten better each and every year. 76, 89, 91, 99 tackles. I mean, it's not been big jumps, but it's been solid improvement. And you can see it with um, some of his other numbers, like his missed tackle rate went from starting as a rookie 8.4, then it jumped to 10.1. But – since then, it's come down 8.1, and then this year it was a 4.8, which is terrific. Anything under five, 
especially with the volume of plays and reps that you're getting like he does, if you can get your missed tackle right down under five, that's really good. So, yeah, um, I'm with you. I, I just think he's he's one that probably plays somewhere else. And if the money was right, I, and again, I need to go back and look at this, but I wouldn't mind Tennessee going after a player like that. Sure. You know, I, I think he would fit there. Um, I was trying to think of some other places right off the top of my head, but my brains went blank. But there, there's teams out there that'll that will take a good look at him, for sure. Sure, you know, and they got to. I've always, you know, kind of liked Akeem Davis Gaither when he was coming out of App State. Um, so there isn't a guy there that could slide in next to Logan Wilson on their roster that seems to be serviceable. You know. If the, and they could bring in somebody else during free agency, a veteran or drafts money. You never know. Um, but yeah, it all looked like you said, you know, we're going to keep saying it with these guys. Depends on the market, but I could see Jermaine Pratt finding a new home. Um, next guy is another guy I could see finding a new home, and that's Bobby Okarike. Um, you know, Zaire Franklin burst onto the scene there in Indianapolis with uh, Shaq Leonard being, uh, being hurt all year. Um, and Zaire Franklin was the was the dude, and Okariki, him and Okariki was the pairing for a while. And um, when when uh, Shaq Leonard did play the few games he he played, Okariki was the one who took the back seat, and Franklin um, kept his you know full time job. So you know it, it leads me to believe that Okariki could be elsewhere, and you know it, it could be. Oh, this is with the. Um, assumption that Leonard will come back healthy after this year and be ready. You know, him and Zaire Franklin would make sense to me as far as, um, you know, if, if, if everything is, is good health wise, but um, I, I could see Okariki going elsewhere. I don't know about you. I definitely think Okariki, Okarike, however you say his name. Um, yeah, I could be wrong. Okereke, Okereke. I've heard it pronounced both ways. Yeah. Um, but I definitely think he plays elsewhere just for the two big things you mentioned. The price tag, right? Now, mm -hmm. well, let me back up here. The price tag and the fact that they've got Leonard, Franklin, and even EJ Speed, who played quite a bit more this year. Um, right. Plus, they can look at the draft for agency or whatever. But yep. yep. The big – if they stick with those three, then Okariki's definitely going, I think. Um, the one big question is, Leonard, do, how do they feel like these past couple of seasons has been flukes with the injury stuff? Or do they say, hey, you know, you're a freaking stud when you're on the field. There's not many people better in the league – but we can't keep you on the damn field. And mm -hmm. me, you, Dan, everybody, we've said it how many times? Best ability is what, Kyle? Availability. Availability. <laughs> it, yep. You know, I don't give a damn how good you are and how much you're making. If you're not on the field performing, we'll get it, right? So mm -hmm. I think there's going to be some serious conversations there. Of course, they're – you know, they first of all they got to take up their, or they got to fix their head coaching job, right? Um, mm -hmm. 
they've had yes. multiple people yes. come in and look at that. So mm-hmm. I think until they fix the head coaching thing, any roster moves are really freaking stalemate. So yeah, um, yeah, it's early. We're talking all these linebackers. It's early right now. There's a lot, you know. There's right. lots to figure out. But we're just throwing names out there that to keep an eye on, right? But right, uh, and, and yeah. like you said, this was this was a PFF. Uh, graphic that I have here, and they picked seven linebackers that uh, it was their top, top seven coming free agent linebackers. So, um, but yeah, I, I definitely think Okariki's probably going. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, the last one, their their last one on here is Leighton Vander Esch. Um, you know, Dallas brought Vander Esch back on the one year deal. Obviously, he struggled with injury. You know, the neck injuries prior to this year. This year, he was uh, pretty healthy. Um, which was awesome to see. Um, he had that shoulder stinger thing here the last couple weeks of the regular season. Um, but other than that, was was healthy all year. Um, and uh, had a really nice year, a nice bounce back year. And then, he, you know, the, the game against uh, Tampa last week, he played uh, 88% of the snaps, 72 defensive snaps, nine tackles. Um, so a solid game. Um, you know what? I don't know what to think with him. You know, it's – the. He's always been solid when he's right. It's just, you know, those neck injuries. And I remember um, when we we talked with Ethan, Dr. Ethan, um, a while back in IDP Nation a couple of years ago, we were discussing the, yep. the Van Der Esch neck injuries, and he was just laying out how severe they, you know, how big of a deal they are. And I just always worried about him. You know, it's always it's scary. But as he was breaking down how everything, you know, medically is and stuff. So it's always yep. the big worry with Van Der Esch. Just want to see him stay healthy. He's a fun play. I always like Van Der Esch. Um, since he's come out of Boise State. Um, yeah, I liked him too. And I, he had a huge rookie year, right? Um, right. All pro, second team all pro, made the Pro Bowl. I had the huge 140 tackle season, two interceptions, uh, yeah. seven pass deflections, kind of did it all, right? 16 mm-hmm. games played on only 11 starts, had two picks too. Um, then the injury the next year and the next year, you know, we go to the 17-game schedule. He plays 16 to 17 games, kind of bounced back a little bit there, but the numbers weren't there. The production wasn't there. And I believe if Dallas didn't have some deficiencies at linebacker overall, I don't think they would have brought him back. I know they had some youngsters, and I think that was part of it. They weren't really fully trusting other young guys. They didn't hit some names in the free agent pool, so they brought him back. Um, Mm -hmm. But like you said, he had a really – probably his second best year of his career, and he's played – A good uh, year, really nice year. 90 tackles, um, and that was mainly the big thing. The other numbers weren't – Better. I think we kind of got spoiled on his rookie year because it was so such a dominant year, right? And then you got it Andrews was for a rookie, yeah. Um, yeah. I think if you're a team, I think Dallas could move on from here, move on from him this year. Um, but maybe he makes a he balls out in the playoffs and and they decide to keep him, but. I almost feel like, and I'll use my Titans for an example, a team like the Titans or um, maybe a team like Cincinnati, uh, if they get rid of uh, 
crap, but maybe some of these teams that are having linebacker issues almost feel like LVE is a guy that you can have on the cheap. He's almost like a bargain bin guy. You go back and look. Who did we just name? Excuse me. Levante David, David Long, TJ Edwards, Tremaine Edmonds, Jermaine Pratt, Bobby Okarike. Teams are going to be looking at them hot and heavy. I think you could almost get LVE for the cheap. Probably much cheaper you're going to get the other guys. You're probably going to get a solid linebacker. Yeah, I think one of the things with Vander Ash, you know, like you said, Dallas didn't really address the position and they brought, I mean, leading into the season, they didn't, and they brought Vander Ash back on a one-year deal to see if he could stay healthy and, you know, put the injuries behind a little bit and have a, have a good season. And he did. Um, he stayed, you know, like you said, relatively healthy, he had the shoulder stinger at the end of the year, missed a couple of games, whatever. But, um, you know, he, he had a good year, um, re- really nice year, NFL wise and IDP wise. Um, and I think, you know, like as far as does Dallas bring him back? Do they not? It, I, you know, what what does Vanderesh look for on the market? Is, is he looking for a longer? You would think, obviously, yeah, longer term deal. They'd all like that because you know stability. And is um, you know is Dallas comfortable with with that? Do they think he can stay healthy for a, a you know two three year deal, or are they do they just want to keep bringing him back for a year? You know, if Van Der Esch is looking for a, a longer, little bit longer term deal, um, you know, what is his market and what teams would be willing to give him, you know, say a, a three year deal or something, or even a two year deal, you know, their team's comfortable with his health and, 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 you know, what is his neck issues? Are they, do they feel like it's behind him enough that he can hold up for a, you know, longer than just this season? And, and um, I hope so. I, you know, like we said, we like Van Der Esch. So it's, it's going to be very interesting to see what the buzz is with Vander Esch and what teams, how they, you know, what kind of news we kind of hear and what they're comfortable with or and what he's looking for. You know, you'd think after his year, nice bounce back year, you're obviously he's, you would think he's going to want a decent deal with a, a multi-year deal and who's comfortable giving it to him. Um, if Dallas isn't, then certainly they could move on. Um, but yeah, I, I'm very intrigued with what his market's going to look like and what the news is around him. Um, I wish him the best. I, I hope he gets a good deal and he stays healthy, man. He's, he's a good player. So that's, I think it's the biggest thing. How, how comfortable our teams with handing him what he's looking for. So, um, and I just want to add, he, okay. Van Der Esch was the last name on this, uh, a top seven PFF list by Brad Spielberger. I just wanted to add one more name to it, to, to the list to discuss here. And that is a guy who, uh, that's a guy that I liked before the season in a con who was in a contract year, had a really nice season and is now going to be a free agent. And that is drew tranquil. Um, yeah, he's going to be a free agent and tranquil, um, you know, put it together this year. Um, 146 tackles, 95 solos, five sacks, 10 tackles for loss. Um, Big year. He was the guy. He took over as the the lead dog there for the Chargers. Had a big year IDP wise for IDP managers, and now he hits the market. And um, I'll be curious to see what his his market looks like, and if the Chargers want to bring him back. And what is he looking at? A young guy who had a big breakout year, right? What's your take on Tranquil? 
you know, man, that's a good question. Personally, myself, I like crinkle. Um, for me, I feel like they have to keep it right. Um, they've had their, you know, they drafted their Kenneth Murrays and whatever. They brought in Kyle Van Noy and these guys. And Van Noy played, played Edge. Times, but, but Van Noy played well, yeah, play Edge with, with, with Bosa getting hurt. With Bosa getting hurt, Van Noy just went to an Edge. So Yeah, he had to step up a little bit. But yeah. um, I think at linebacker, I'm, I'm sitting here looking at numbers, you know, as a rookie, 15 games played, three starts, 75 tackles. Um, sophomore year, one game, one start. That was it, one tackle. I think he got hurt that year. Yes. Um, then sure. year three, 14 games, seven starts, 76 tackles. Um, so, you know, year one and year three were kind of identical. He had four more starts, but the numbers didn't really – change much um then you then you come into this year year four right boom 146 tackles so he had 150 let's say he had 150 he had 152 tackles in his first three seasons this year they give him the full starting job 17 games played 16 starts 146 mm -hmm. tackles 95 solos Five yep. sacks. I think that's the key too. So I think he can give you a little bit of everything. Um, I don't know if teams will, and and this is just totally me. If I'm a GM or a head coach, whoever I am, and I'm looking because I know they look at everything, right? Analytics and measurables and this, that, and the other, scheme, whatever. Scheme fit, yeah, it's big, it's big. You know, and I'm sitting here looking, okay, he had 146 tackles this past season, but he only had 152 in his first three seasons. Is this an aberration? Is this a, is this a fact that, hey, he finally got a full-time starting gig and this is what he can do? Um I think that will be the two big questions. But if I can get if I can get him, you know, if, if the Chargers let him go, and I can pick a player that if you're telling me I can get a player for a decent contract that's going to give me 140 plus tackles of five sacks, I'm going to take it all day long. So, yeah, no, it's it's good. He's he's going to be an interesting one too to keep tabs on the market, like you said. The you know the first three is, years, and we said this earlier. This is so. So early, right? I'm leaning oh, yeah. And yeah. But it's good, it's good to start thinking about this kind of stuff, right? Oh, you know, yeah, like we, exactly. The guys, the guys who are going to be the upcoming hot free agent linebacker <sighs> names. And then we talked about some of the guys like Terrell Bernards and, and other guys that, you know, throw them <laughs> on your back end of your roster if they're floating around the waiver wire. And, I will and, have to know, say that your Packers, I'm so envious – in the way they handled the linebacker position, right? With, you know, because I was one of them. I was fucking pissed that they let Blake Martinez go. Freaking, I, I was irate. You were, you were madder than I was. Oh, like I needed any more reasons whatsoever to hate the Green Bay Packers. That sent me over the edge. It did. And for them to go out and get a Devondre Campbell – who's been 
that steady veteran presence for you guys, even though he's been hurt a little bit, been yeah, what you needed. And the fact that you went and got Quay Walker in the draft, and he's been exact. You've got two of the best linebackers in the league, and it's it's helped your team. It's helped. I couldn't imagine where your defense would be without him. Right. Yeah. That's it's it's. <laughs> They they sure short you know after Blake left they went and got Christian Kirksey and that that didn't work they were lucky as hell that Chris Barnes was an undrafted free agent that stepped up that year when Kirksey went down right you know anyway and then you know they went and signed Campbell late in the uh, right before the season basically and Campbell was you know fantastic his first year in Green Bay. And then they gave him the bag, and he was good when he played this year. Got a little dinged up, and then you know, like you said, Quay Walker got better as the year went on. And um, you know, it looks like to have a bright future. So, yeah, it went from what the hell are we doing to okay, we're we're, we're looking all right at the position. So I, I, I like it as well. But, uh, so good stuff, good stuff. That concludes our main event. My stuff seems to be working again. Um, hey, look at you. Yeah, well, you know. Code hangers and aluminum foil wasn't lined up right, so. Well, hey, we adjust on the fly. We make it work. We adjust Ain't on no the fly. Ain't no big deal. Yeah. Ain't nothing we can't figure out. Uh, we've got a ton of listener questions. But before we get to them, um, I want to congratulate our listener league winners. Yes. Our buddy Peter Randall was the um, listener league one winner. One. Yep. Yep. Uh, our boy Todd Fink, uh, whose team name. I love this league because it, there's a lot of teams in here. They took shots at me with their team name, so he's the Ballery and Titans. So hey, Todd Fink. He took me down in the finals. He did. He's the listener two. Our listener yep. league two winner. Yep. And then our boy FF Bannerman, Todd Foster. Todd, shout out Todd. Was the Debbie IDP grind listener, and he took me down in the finals. Uh, that league, and we're uh, 0 for two, me and you. Well, we shit the bed, Kyle. Yeah, we did. We did. We shit the bed. <laughs> but uh, no, congratulate them yes. on a huge season. Oh, and I've got to say a shout out to because a lot of y'all know him in the industry, Dwight Peoples. Um, Oh yeah, he won the. He actually won the campus side of the DBIDP grind because it's a campus to league. So he yep. won the campus side championship. Um, so that was our four big winners. Um, congratulations to them! I have a special prize. Actually, I've got rings for those four winners awesome. um, from our people over at Trophy Snack. They were kind enough to uh, donate rings rings to us once again this year so we've got some very nice quality heavy championship rings uh that i'm going to be sending out in the mail pretty soon to those guys um with that said we do kyle have a couple openings in our daily idp grind campus can't wait um it's been free up till now but we're going to do a 20 dollar buy-in um We do have a couple openings, and it wasn't because of the money or anything like that. It was just because people tried it. It wasn't their cup of tea. They want, you know, they gave it a good try. We thank them. So if you're interested, uh, 
get me um, at Justice or at Choppy because we do the NBIDP uh, Ground League um, podcast too. So if you'll hit us up, we can get you set up on that. We have a couple openings there. Um, I think our listener of the league in one and two, Kyle, I think both of those are status quo. I don't think anybody's leaving. So far. Yeah. So, so far. far um, yeah. We may look at possibly doing a third one. I know there's been some questions. Hey, I'd like to learn some IDP. I'd like to try a league out. Uh, those leagues are free. We keep those free because we like to help. Uh, we have some big names like Trip and some other guys, Walker, that are in those leagues, Dan, me, and, and uh, of course, uh, Kyle, but Kyle's uh, in one. But, yeah, we've had some uh, – or I've had some inquiries about maybe doing another one, so we may open up a third league. Um, just hit me and Kyle up if you're interested, and uh, we'll put your name down. Um, yeah, and then we'll in, case, in case openings come up in those other two, too. Let us, yeah, yeah. Let if us we know. have openings in the other two, absolutely for sure, we'll we'll put you down for that. You can take over an orphan or whatever. Um, but if those stay full, then we'll we will look at doing a third league. I think so. Uh, the rings from Trophy Smack again, nice quality rings, heavy built. I mean, you're going to know they're there. They're not cheap. Um, they look good. They've got a bling ring they sent us, and it's straight just. Sparkles like a diamond, right? Uh, oh, yeah, they're nice. They are nice. Yeah, when that sunlight and the light hits it, it's sparkling everywhere. And then they've yeah. got another one that's called the uh, FFL ring. Uh, it's got the big championship logo on it and uh, with a blue background behind it. And it's it's very nice, too. So, again, we thank trophysmack.com uh, for helping us out. And if you need something for your league champions or if you're in a playoff league and you need something, go check them out. they got rings. they got plaques. they got uh, trophies. The belts, Kyle. Oh my God. Yeah, the belts are sick. Belts yeah, they're nice. Are the they're fucking awesome. They they're are. Fucking they are. Awesome. Oh and you can God. customize them too. Oh yeah, they're, they're totally customizable. That's yeah. the thing. So yeah, um, those belts are just something else. Um, mm-hmm. Go check they them are. out. You can uh, check our check my link in the bio for them. You can get a discount. TrophySmack.com. Um, Go over and check them out. We want to thank MFL.com. We mentioned them earlier. They do our listener leagues. They, you know, they're kind enough to uh, comp us on them, um, so we don't have to charge any of our listeners for the listener leagues. And we do those, so we thank them. And they're the best in the business. We talked about sleeper mm-hmm. and fan tracks earlier. I'm a true believer. You get what you pay for. Right? You know, tools, cars, TVs, whatever. Um, that's just how I am. I. I you know, does it cost more? Yeah, but at the end of the day, I think you get what you pay for. So uh, we thank MFL.com uh, for that. And then we mentioned it earlier when we were talking about our playoffs. Actually, 24-7, I pulled their graphic up um, on the playoff, uh, playoff brackets there. Go check them out. Four Tennesseans, five Tennesseans. They've got just as good odds as the big boys. Um I use them all the time. Um, nice, clean, easy to use site. Um, and man, Kyle, I, they have got everything baseball, football, basketball, hockey, soccer, ping pong, freaking NASCAR, F1, boxing, UFC, freaking ping pong, darts, freaking. It's insane at the stuff that they've got. And, curling. Uh, yeah, curling. Yeah, fucking curling. 
We're not talking about your damn wife's curling iron, and we're we're talking about freaking frozen water with broomsticks and beer cans here going down the freaking yeah. I don't know if that's true. That's how I would play it, but you know, I'm just saying. But no, we, um, go check out Action Twenty Four Seven. They're always giving out all kinds of good stuff on free bets on the on social media and stuff. Oh, and that reminds me, Kyle. I'm glad. I'm glad I reminded myself. Yeah. Um, I have a whole box full of goodies. So we need nice. to come up with some contest, uh, some contest each month. I've got some t-shirts and some koozies and some stickers. Um, I reached out to them um, over the holidays and they were kind enough to send me a care package and I have got a ton of stuff. So we need to come up with an idea. I know I'll probably, our listener league winners, I'll probably send them some things along with the rain, but we've got enough to get out for some other contests. So we need to think of some good ideas for maybe some contest and give some stuff away. I know I've got some, uh, also I've got some, uh, well, Kyle can say you can't, but look at that. Stickers. IEP Nation stickers that we're going to, I've got some stuff going on. I've got some other stuff that works. So look as far you. as IEP Nation goes, so yeah. Um, but anytime you can help our sponsor, I mean, help our, you know, you use our sponsors, they're helping us. Um, you know, we don't make a living off this, but it does help with our podcasting cost, you know, if we need new equipment or whatever. So, you know, we ain't trying to get rich, even though we're high profile, especially Kyle, you know, he's high. Oh, stop. Stop. Mr. Big Time over there, you know. Mr. Big Time. Ugh, stop it. Mr. Mr. Big Time Kyle Lena. <laughs> That's right. You done? Over here. Are you done? I wish y'all could I wish you folks could see this. Because I'm I'm about I'm almost to go into a nervous breakdown here. He's wearing a black Nike zip up and he's got a black under armor hat on. I, I'm I'm almost about ready to file charges on him right here. That's a travesty. That's a hypocrisy. Hey man, I just grab whatever is closest, throw it on, and, and roll with it. You know, I'm, I'm full under armor. Shit. Hey, whatever you, you want to hate, you can hate all day. Well, I'm hating. I'm full under armor, bro. You're always hating. Anyway, enough about that. Yeah, but enough. We do thank you for supporting us. So do what you can to help us out. Um, Kyle, we have got a boatload. A freaking listener questions for tonight. Love it. So I'm going to read these off and I'm going to let you run with them and then I'll chime in if I agree, disagree, might, you know, give my two cents worth. You're going to make me work, huh? Exactly. Nice. I'm going to make you earn those two pennies I pay you every month. <laughs> Cause I got five on it. I wish these people could see you dancing and singing right now. Oh, oh they'd be amazed. They'd be like, yeah. he really can do everything. <laughs> why, why are you giggling at me, Kyle? That's not nice. That hurts my feelings when you laugh at me. No, man. I'm laughing because I'm enjoying the show. Uh-huh. So, right out the gate, 
Well, looky who it is. Some of might recognize the name. Twitter user, Dan Cook at Seahawks Dan. I think I've heard that name before. I don't know where I've heard it, but I'm pretty sure I've heard it somewhere. I just don't Dan, know. Dan the man. Dan the man. Dano. Welcome, Dano. But, yeah, in case any of y'all are new, Dan was uh, my previous co-host before I put the boots to ass and kicked into the curb. Oh, stop it. You did not. That's right. Now I got Kyle. Who knows how long it is before I put the boots to his ass. Yeah, I'm just waiting for the day. You know, I've fired you many times. <laughs> you have. I wish I had a dollar for every time I fired you. I'd probably be rich and not have to work right now. You would be rich. I would be. Anyway, Mr. Dan Cook says, is the Chicago Bears linebacker Jack Sanborn a one-year wonder, or is he money? Um, so, I mean, undrafted free agent linebacker, right? Jack Sanborn. Burst onto the scene in Chicago. They trade Rokon Smith. Opening happens. You know, Nicholas Morrow had his role. Who, you know, everybody, if you looked, um, you know, a lot of IDP analysts, you know, had thought it would be Jack Sanborn um, that would that would step in because he played well in the preseason, you know, had, had got some buzz going. Then he stepped right in and just ran with it, right? Burst on the scene and just tore it up. Was a IDP waiver wire darling. Um, these these Wisconsin linebackers we were talking about it with TJ Edwards, right? Undrafted free agent <laughs> linebacker, like you know Joe Schobert, another Wisconsin linebacker who you know had a good run. Obviously that runs over now, but he got it done. Chris Borland burst on the scene for those couple of years before he retired. Um, you know they just. Um, <laughs> they just transition. Um, but yeah, Sanborn, when he got a shot, he didn't disappoint. He was fantastic. Uh, he graded out pretty well, um, PFF wise, uh, 64.5 overall grade, a 67 coverage grade, 76.6 uh, pass rush grade, 71 tackle grade. His run defense grade was 53.6. But, you know, I mean, he graded out pretty well for a rookie who was getting thrown in, thrown into action. Um, so he, he was, I thought he played well and he produced well for us in IDP. Is he a one year wonder or is he money? I think he had, I think he has a chance to be in the mix next year as well. I do. He's got some things he's going to have to dodge, right? If you look at their, well, first off, if you look at their depth chart, Nicholas Morrow is on a one year contract. Um, so. Yes. Right off the there's another guy who was an you know, every down linebacker starter. Do they bring Morrow back? Um, there's question of, um, as far as this linebacker depth chart. Do you look at the rest of the guys here? Um, Joe Thomas, you know, journeyman. Matthew Adams didn't see the field. Elijah Lee, you know, we're, these names, these guys are just, you know. Not much for so there's not much on the on the roster competition wise as it sits. The biggest thing Jack Sanborn's got to dodge is they have a ton of cap room, right? We just talked about some free agent linebackers that are about to hit the market. You know, Tremaine Edmonds, right? Young guy. You know, if they're if they're going to bring in, um, you know, a young linebacker to anchor their defense, they're you know 24, going to be 25 years old. 
experienced player. Could they do that? Sure, maybe, maybe not. So they have the money to spend on a free agent if they chose choose to do so. Do they spend capital on the linebacker um, in the draft? You know, do they do they spend a day two pick or something? Maybe, maybe not. Is that player even going to be better in Stanmore? I don't know. You know, um, so he's got some things to dodge. You know, free agency is probably the biggest, I would think. Um, obviously, right off the back, that's first. Um, but uh, I, th- I think he's good enough to be relevant uh, more than just a one-year wonder, barring, you know, they allocating a bunch of resources to the position, short of that, you know. I mean, you just look at you look at the roster, and here's an undrafted free agent. Not he's not costing you much. He played well. You you would think that he'll continue to play well and and get better because you know he was forced into action and got it done for you. So I think there's a good chance, but he's got some things to dodge. You know, with with the money they have and the, the chance that they draft a guy too. But um, I like Sam Ward. I I think he's a good shot. He's relevant next year too. I freaking love Sanborn for some of the reasons you just mentioned. Roquan, he's gone. Mm-hmm. Morrow, he's probably gone. Maybe they probably him probably gone. Even if yeah. they bring him back, we see what Sanborn done with him. I'd, ra- I'd rather have Sanborn anyway. You know. Yeah, I'm, I'm not scared of that. Um, yeah. And I almost feel like Chicago's got more issues than linebacker because of Sanborn, right? I mean, it would be one thing if Roquan was gone and they didn't have a Sanborn and all they had was a Morrow, then, yeah, you, you've got to look for something. Um, well, they're not going linebacker in the first round. I can tell you that right now. Right, so and that, even in free agency, I don't think they go full bore. We have to have a linebacker. That's the thing. I don't know I don't know what they're playing. Sanborn has proved he can be that guy in the middle, and you got him on a rookie deal. So I don't think you go crazy yeah. trying to bring somebody else in. Um, right. Plus, they've got him on a rookie deal, so he's not going anywhere. And he's putting up huge numbers. I mean, huge numbers. The last five games of the year, 12, 9, 15, 11, and then, of course, five where he got he got hurt. But, man, he was straight balling. Oh, yeah. The year. yeah, he was fantastic. For finding P wise man, do they look and try to bring in some pieces around him? I'm sure they do, but I think they're going to roll with him if he can play like that, right? And they believe he can play like that. I he's the dude, he's money because he's not going anywhere, not on that contract. They're not going to get rid of him, so right. If you're well, here's the deal, even if and you have him, I, I, yeah, I'm not giving him up right now. And the thing is, like, here's the deal, like, even if they do make a a free agent signing, a significant one, is there, there ain't nobody else there. You know, it's, it's Sanborn and that guy, you know, that in that system. It's going to be the two of them. It's the, it'd be the pairing of bringing in a guy and spending decent capital on a line, a, a good linebacker in the draft that's going to compete with them in camp would be the pairing, right? Wow. Um, that's yet to be seen. He's got, he, he has some things to dodge, you know, with, bringing in a couple of free agent line, veteran linebackers or paying a, a bigger name on and bringing in a bed and drafting a guy. There's some things to dodge, but yeah, I mean, I think there's a good chance he's relevant next year. There's nothing on the depth chart right now besides him. 
And, you know, do you want to spend a ton of money on the position when you have a guy who's not costing you much, who, who showed you can ball? So, you know, roll with him, man. Yeah. So, yeah, great question by Dan. Thanks, man. That is. For, uh, Dan's the man. With us. Easy. See, you're going to give him the big hit, same shit like that. <laughs> this is Hollywood show. That is. Dan's gone. This, this is how I run it now. Hey, I'm just here for the ride, man. You do you. Do you. I, I teach you everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gonna teach you everything. You know how it is. We've been doing this long enough. You know the deal. I'm an OG, baby. I'm an OG. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Next questions. Twitter. One of our biggest followers. Um, comes from Sal Cusimano at Cusimano Sal. Um, he's got two questions for us here. His first one is, what is your favorite type of IDP score? Yeah. Um, shout out Sal. Yeah. Yeah. Sal's awesome. Um, good, good fantasy player too. Um, really uh, appreciate his support too, um, of the show and in the, in the chats and stuff. Um, favorite type of IDP scoring. I played a lot of different leagues. Um, not not trying a, a cop out uh, answer or anything, but I I don't know that I have a specific favorite type. I enjoy different. I like different stuff. I like to, I like to think differently sometimes. Um, put my rosters together. Um, you know, I, I like playing true position. I like um, you know I like defensive tackle premium leagues are fun. You know, giving the big boys some love and you can get some positional advantage there. So I like jacking up the, the, you know, the DT premium a little, awarding them a little more for tackles and sacks and stuff because they don't quite get as many, obviously, as edge rushers for the most part, far aside from a few. Um, the, the, the boys over at uh, the fellows at, at, at the IDP show, they have a good scoring setup um, at least with them. If you ever, they have it posted on their site, if you ever want to check that out, they got a good thing going there. Um, I am. I, I enjoy playing our, our boy Johnny the Greeks leagues. Um, I play in a couple of Yahoo leagues that he puts on. Um, he likes to. Uh, he likes true position. He likes to uh, reward the corners. Um, you know to make them relevant. You know up in the the passes defense number to like three points ish. You know I, those are big plays, and so I, I like that as well. Um, so I like a lot of different. You know I, I like. You know uh, I like. I like points. You know, so it's fun to try to find a balance. Obviously, everybody likes points in fantasy football, but, you know, two points a solo, point and assist. Make sure you're awarding sacks decently and they stack up with quarterback hits. You know, I, I like awarding a couple points for quarterback hits. And, uh, you know, um, like I said, it, I like I like different, um, too. And I definitely like playing true position where we reward points accordingly you know, for the big fellas and make the corners relevant and, and everything. So it all stacks up nice. Um, so I like a lot of different scoring. I don't know that I have a favorite. I guess what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I, no, I, I get that. And, I, and I'm with you. I love different, right? I so, do too. I do. I like different. I like thinking differently in different scenarios. It's fun. It's what makes this game fun to do, to, to think outside right, the box. And I think and, that's the big appeal about IDP. A lot of people say, well, there's no standard. 
But I think that's the big appeal with IDP, right? There is no standard. You can create it and build it however you want to, which I love. And for me, that's the first thing I look for if somebody approaches me about a new league. How different is it? Scoring, you know, overall setup, whatever. Um, That's just my thing, right? So, um, as far as the scoring itself, my favorite is the league has got to be position specific. And when I say that, that means it's not defensive backs and defensive linemen. It's DNs, D tackles, safeties, corners, linebackers. So you're you're really breaking it down there. But as far as the, getting back to the question, the actual scoring, I want my scoring balanced. And I don't mean defensive balance. I mean defensive balance to the offense. So, you know, I want my D tackles. Excuse me. I want my defensive tackles and my cornerbacks. I want them scoring as much as quarterbacks or running backs. You know, that's what I love. I want to be able to, hey, maybe Kyle jumps over here and he's taking Derrick Henry and, uh, CMC and you know he's loading up on offense all these teams are loading up on offense and I can't maybe I'm in a position where I'm not getting the guys that I want I'm not getting the value I want on offense well hey if my defense is scoring as much as my offense hey you know what give me a Nick Bosa give me an Aaron Donald give me an Ahmad Sauce Gardner because I know I can make up points on that defense so if I can get where every position is comparable and can score the same. And that's how I set up my home. You know, even right down to punters and kickers, any given week, any player at any position can be the leading scorer. And for me, it just gives you more options on how to build your team. Because I play in some leagues and, you know, I've got my draft boards and I've got everything set up. And maybe it's the draft spot or maybe it's whatever. And I just can't get the guys that I want to build with. And for me, that's where it's at. I I don't like leagues where offense dominates the defense, where it's strictly quarterbacks and running backs or receivers and your top defensive player ain't even in the top 100 at the end of the year. No, my home league, the top defensive player, He's easily in the top 20. I mean, he's comparable with some of the high scorers in the league. So, for me, that that's what I look for. How balanced is the scoring overall between offense and defense? Because I, And it's got to be position-specific league. So, for me, that's what I'm looking at. Right on, man. But I do agree with you, Kyle, again, the uniqueness of the league. How is it different from anything else I have? That's another thing I look for. Um, now, I have another question. I don't know if my brain can think here. Um, who are the top two or three rookies in this class at each position for fantasy football purposes? Not maybe necessarily who's the best NFL rookie or rookies for NFL purposes, but fantasy purposes. Who's you got? And I know this is kind of short, so maybe throw out some names that you have. If you don't have two or three in each position, um, that's yeah. fine. But 
I've been um oh sure I'll I'll shoot a few names. Uh, I've been diving into the linebacker position quite a bit lately. Um, watching a lot of tape on the on this incoming oh, and I class. I love your take on Jack Campbell, by the way. Yeah, you like that? I saw yeah. you. I appreciate you sharing. Uh, it. Yeah, it's uh, awesome, one of it's, my favorites. Yeah, so Jack Campbell, uh, definitely. Uh, Trent, Trenton Simpson from Clemson is a linebacker I like. Um, he, you know, he he had a really good year at Clemson. He's a versatile guy. He's athletic as hell. He's going to test good. He's big. He's got long arms. Um, you know, he's he's vying for the first linebacker off the board this year. Um, I like Trenton Simpson. Drew Sanders out of Arkansas. 65232 you know burst on the scene it's a it's a one-year sample size he's a, a former five-star transfer from alabama um he had a really nice year i really like drew sanders's game um you know he he can he, he can hold up in the box and he can rush um you know we had 13 and a half tackles for loss nine and a half sacks this year so um he's got box ability he's got pass rush upside and then like you said jack campbell if you're looking for a guy who can just just rack up tackles jack campbell he's just he's the throwback middle linebacker you know i've been watching a lot of linebacker tape there's a lot of tweeners in this class um there's a lot of lighter mm-hmm. linebackers with speed and range and they're space players and then there's jack campbell 6'5, 246 he just holds down anchors the middle um he, he's experienced he's solid sound um you know what he is like he, he's just one of the guys you watch the tape you know what he is you know what he's gonna be good at and um idp wise if he can find a spot where he can hold down a, a mike linebacker spot somewhere he's gonna get tackles that's just what he did at iowa racked them up 265 tackles the last two years um so there's those, those three names um uh, or three, and then another guy that um, that I like. One, one more that I'm going to be very, uh, going, man. very enamored with during this pre-draft process is uh, there's plenty of them actually. There's two guys I'll probably talk about here. I'll, I'll save one for another question. Um, is uh, Demar Demarvian Overshone from Texas? Um, six four, two twenty, um, long arms, length, athletic build. Um, just athleticism pops on tape and he, he he's got versatility to rush off the edge um he's got you know he's he's got a lot going on um he's got a lot of things he's got to clean up you know he's very lean um he needs to add some bulk and you know he's got some things to clean up in his game but like there's just he's just an excellent athlete with a with a long athletic frame it's, I'm going to be curious if he can put on some bulk and keep the juice he plays with. It'll be the biggest thing with Overshone. But, he, you know, with his versatility and ability to uh, to be used all over, he's an intriguing guy. There's there's more I could talk about. I'll save one of them I want to talk about for another question we have for tonight. Um, some linebackers uh, edge-wise, Will Anderson. Um, I don't really <laughs> – I mean, the dude is just phenomenal. He can do it all. Um yeah, he's he's vying for the first first overall pick, even you know, might if if it's non quarterback, obviously. But uh, Will Anderson's is is just been dominant at at uh, Alabama. Um, Miles Murphy out of Clemson, big, tall, long, athletic edge rusher, really good player. Uh, Tyree Wilson um, from Texas Tech, another big, long, athletic edge. Um, him and Miles Murphy both are what, 6'5", 6'6", 270 plus, and they're athletic dudes with crazy length. Um, really like the, those three: Anderson, Murphy, Terry Wilson. Um, yeah. So, so, so I'm going to pause you for a minute here. No, go ahead. Um, Roll it. 
No, I just wanted to chime in here. Uh, loved your linebacker takes over Sean Simpson, Sanders. Um, I think those are are the three guys. Uh, love their love their film, love their tape. You know, love what they can do. I think they're going to be. I think Drew Sanders might be my favorite of those three. He's um, fun, dude. He's a good player. Good he's player. So fun. Yeah. Um, edge wise, Jesus, Will Anderson. Yeah. He's a fucking monster, dude. He's a freaking monster. Yeah. And I'm not going to hate it at all. You will not hear one negative comment out of me if Chicago takes him at 101. Oh, yeah. If they don't like now, the. They don't like the package, and they stay there and get Will Anderson. They need a pass. I mean, too. ideally, they probably should trade back a little bit because of the, the quarterbacks in this draft and the teams needing quarterbacks. Ideally, they should trade back somewhere in the three, four, five range, six, and pick up extra picks because they need help. Because I feel like there's some players. There's some players that they can get later that's still going to help them. Um, but if they take Will Anderson one on one, man, yeah, you know they player. don't they don't have Khalil Mack no more. Robert they're, Quinn is not what he was. Um, he ain't there no more either. They're edge rushers. Yeah, he's just, not there either. They, so they need help. They, man. they need that stud pass rusher. So if they take him at one on one, I'm not hating at all. Yeah. Um, trying to look here, I think this is a super deep. Pass rush class as far as ages edge, go. The edge class is nice, uh, but Will Anderson's. I mean, even let's not let's not even bullshit here, right? I don't give a damn if this class is fifty players deep of players you could think that will help your team. None of them added up are going to be Will Anderson. He he's just a stud. He's um, the dude. He's the dude. But with that said, I do like you mentioned Tyree Wilson. Oh, <laughs> um, I do like Miles Murphy. I think he has a yeah, safe floor. I feel like he gets overlooked a lot, right? Um, good player. Very good player. But I'm going to pull a Kyle here. I'm going to give you one that I'm looking at that I don't know why people are not more into him. I, I don't. I don't get it. And he's done nothing but freaking dominate. In the Big 12, dominate in college football. And that's Will McDonald, the fourth of Iowa State. This yeah. dude, yeah, he's played 54 games. But holy crap, his yeah. big play score, his pass rush score, they're off the frickin' charts. I mean, yeah. he is a monster. Put him in a 4 3 scheme and let him go eat. He can set the edge, he can stop the run. You know, he can, he can. Pin his ears back and go get the quarterback, clearly. Um, mm -hmm. I just feel like because this class is so deep, he's gonna fall, he's gonna fall a little bit, and somebody's gonna get a stud. Uh, I think he's one of the better pass rushers in this class, and just because the overall class is so deep, I think he's gonna fall a little bit. No, I like that. I, I think this edge class is really good. Um, I think yeah. the line just a We'll touch on the linebackers. This linebacker class, it's like you can say this with every class, the pre-draft process and the draft capital will shake it up. I think that's very prevalent this year with this linebacker class. 
it's as far as ranking these guys and stuff. Um, I think it's going to have a lot to do every step of the way with how these guys test, what the buzz is in the draft capital. And that's always a thing, right? After they go to the spots and what capital they get. But I think it's even more relevant this year, prevalent, whatever, with um, with this linebacker group um, because it's, it's just – as I, I've probably got about 15 guys fully scouted in my spreadsheet, and um, no, I've got all kinds of shit going on over here. It's uh, it's just a mix uh, of you know, it's, a, it's a mix. Before Tennessee played Jacksonville and lost, I was already doing freaking draft stuff. I was already tuning yeah, in. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, it's it's that time of year, brother. And um, yeah, it's just there's just such a mixture of different styles and body types and um you know projection and this and that so these guys it's gonna i think it's gonna be very fluid ranking these guys except for maybe the top couple um names so with the linebacker group the edge group just really really good um really good anyway um yeah no i like the will mcdonald call that's good uh i just wanted on the interior um jalen i think jalen carter is just a beast um He's going to be a. I think he's going to be a top four pick in the draft. A couple of quarterbacks: Will Anderson, Jalen Carter. I mean, a, he's just a dominant interior player, three tech that can just just eat in the middle and just be a massive disruptor. I think he's fantastic. Um, I love Jalen Carter, Brian Bercy. I know Hollywood loves Bercy. I think he's going to be a really good player, and um, I think Gervon Dexter from Florida too is another one. Um, he, he's a good. He's a good player in the interior. Um, yeah, the, defense, it, interior. I, yeah, I love Brian Bracy. Um, and man, I don't think I'm the only one. I know if you look at his numbers production wise, you're kind of like, yeah, I don't see it because he was hurt some, you know, missing games, and then his sister died, he missed some games. So, yeah, he dealt with a lot, man. He, he's dealt with a lot, but he started as a true freshman. Um, he's a good player. Good player, but if you go watch the film, there's some games. Clemson had no business winning those games without him. I mean, if it wasn't for him, they wouldn't have won. Them. So, uh, yeah, I definitely like him. And I've heard him listening to some other podcast, draft podcast. Don't be surprised if he don't wind up in the top ten. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. He's that good. Um, I like the Gervin Dexter. I do. I think that's a good pick. Um, I was surprised you didn't kind of mention Kalaja Kansi from Pitt. Um, he's a good player. Yeah, he's a good player. I think yeah. he's a good player. And the one that gets overlooked for me uh, is Carl Brooks, um, interior defensive lineman for Bowling Green. He Bowling Green, yeah. Yep. He can kick out and play defensive end as a big yeah, in a 4-3. Yeah. He can play inside in a 4-3. He can play inside in 3-4. Um He's a true interior defensive lineman that's going to give you solid production as a pass rusher, right? I mean, he can shut down the run, but that interior pass rush, that's where you're going to get him or get good value with him. And I think he's going to be a he's going to be a day three guy, probably probably late fifth, the seventh round. He he may even go undrafted, as bad as I hate to say it. He shouldn't. But he could, and I think he's going to be somebody that's going to get snatched up quick. Good player. Yeah, I like that. I like that call. Yeah, small school too. You know, small school guys. Yep. yep. Small um, school. Good, yeah. Good. 
Good player. Um, safety. I just, I just want to say, I, um, I am captain of the Brian Branch fan club. Um, <laughs> yes, sir. Preach. He is so freaking good. Um, he was fantastic Wait, in that how, bowl game. Hold up. How fucking crazy is this? And I, a little self promotion here. I, I re, on our Patreon, I recently did the top um, twenty-five recruits for the 2023 class incoming. And uh, Alabama's got three recruits, Caleb Downs, uh, Will Hurley, um, oh, shoot, the other one, I forget, I forget his name. But anyway, they got three safeties coming in, right? And I'm sitting here thinking, you're Alabama, you're losing Jordan Battle, who's been a stud his whole career. Good player. Another good safety, yeah. you got Helms. Uh, you got uh, De- Helms. Mm-hmm. Who's been a solid player for him? You got Brian Branch. Yeah. You've got three starting safeties leaving your team, and probably all three of them are going to go first, second round. I think all three of them are easily go uh, Battle, Helms, and Brand- I think Branch is going to be the first one off the board of three. I I think so. Green Bay needs safety help bad. Man, if and you don't get one of them, you're all crazy. Green, well, I was going to say, Green Bay's at 15, and I thought Brian Branch was going to be, like, the range, and I don't even know if he makes it to 15. Oh, he'll be? Y'all pick at 15? Yeah. He, you know, oh, shit, that might be tough. Yeah, Brian, Brian well, Branch is going to continue. He, he might be, because this is a pretty good class. You've got Antonio Johnson, Brian Branch, Devin Witherspoon, DeMarco Holmes, Jordan Battle, Tyreek Stevenson, J.L. Skinner. Did you, say, did you say Antonio Johnson? Antonio Johnson, yeah. Yeah, he's a good player, too. I really like Johnson. Yeah. You got Devin Witherspoon out of Illinois. You got the three kids out of Alabama. Tyreek Stevenson out of Miami. J.L. Skinner from Boise State, good player. J.L. Brown um, from Penn State. J.L. Brown, yeah. You got Brandon Joseph, who yeah. transferred from Northwestern to – Notre Dame, so yeah. Jamie Robinson. You may be in play there. I, I, Brian Branch is going to be one of the first safeties off the board. I think he's the first safety off the board. He's so but good. He is. He's so freaking good. He can play the nickel at a high level. He can play safety at a high level. And he good. can play fucking corner. He can go in the corner. He's great in the box. He's good in coverage. He's 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 a real deal. Yep, and I think because. I think with the class being a little deeper, that may help you guys. That may help you guys. Maybe he slides back because teams are thinking, okay, this is a deeper class. I can kind of wait. Yeah. If y'all got Brian Branch, that would be whew, that'd be amazing. Yeah. Yep. All right. Um Cornerback, who you got at corner? And I'm really, I'm really interested to see who you said you got at because. Oh, a corner for the rookies. Um, yeah, I've I got like a guy that I love, but I feel like as good as he is, he's going to get overlooked or pushed down. There's some this corner class. I, I like. There's some big athletic corners. Joey Porter Jr. from Penn State. You know, six two, roughly two hundred. Christian Gonzalez. From Oregon, 6'2", 200. 
Um, you know, a couple of guys I like. Uh, Devin Witherspoon from Illinois is rising like crazy. Um, he could be – there's people that think he could be the first corner off the board. Uh, Keely Ringo from Georgia, 6'2", 205. Um, you know, he's – He's another big corner. Uh, he's had his struggles here towards, you know, the end of the season. But, um, yeah, it's a it's an intriguing corner class. Uh, Clark Phillips from Utah, he's the small, feisty corner. Um, good player. But, yeah, I, I like uh, – um, I got to watch plenty of uh, Joey Porter Jr. And if that name sounds familiar, it's because his old man dominated off the edge for a while. Um, so, yeah, and, and uh, they play different positions, but um, – Joey Porter Jr. is a, a physical corner. Um, so, um, yeah, he's a good player. Like I said, Gonzalez Morgan's another guy people really like. Witherspoon from Illinois is a guy I got to see plenty of. Um, Camp Smith from South Carolina, uh, another good player. Um, it's, it's a good corner class, and that's a premium position in, uh, in the draft. Um, yeah, it's – it's going to be fun. Oh, Emmanuel Forbes from Mississippi State, too. I've seen him getting some buzz. Um, he had six picks this year. Um, so you, you got to love that ball production. Um, I don't have a set ranking on him. Um, kind of flip-flopping. You know, once I dive into the tape, maybe uh, I'll, I'll sturdy a little bit. But I, I do like Porter and Gonzalez for sure. And Witherspoon, I got to see plenty of him. He's uh, another physical guy. How, how about you? No, I agree with everything you said. But you didn't mention the one that I was honing in on. And that's Clark Phillips the third from Utah. Oh, you cut out. Clark Phillips the third from Utah. Are you froze or am I froze? I can hear you. I hear you. Hello. Can you hear me? Oh, well, if y'all can hear this, we're having technical difficulties. So bear with us just a minute because I can hear Kyle. Oh, 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 he's buffering. Hang on, hang on. <laughs> anyway, Clark Phillips the third. Um, I feel like he's getting so disrespected because of his size. Um, when you go back and look at his numbers, man, he is as good as anybody in this class. Uh, you know, he doesn't have the sauce Gardner size, the Tariq Woolen size, the two superstar rookies. Um, for this this year, but um, man, he's just as good or better. He's a little short, um, you know, 510 range, 180, whatever. But man, he is a beast, a straight beast. Just it's after it can uh, sorry 
Kyle's internet uh, went out for some reason, so hopefully we'll get him back here in a minute. But, yeah, back on Clark Phillips, he's just as good as anybody I've seen in the past few years. A complete ball hawk, uh, can cover anybody in the league. Even though he's, he's a little shorter, right? His vertical is off the charts. Um, good anticipation, good instincts, good ball hawk skills, good speed. Quickness, burst, whatever you want to do, isn't a play to, isn't afraid to play downhill against the run. Um, yeah, he's just on fire. Um, kind of surprised that Kyle didn't have him in his uh, in his uh, grouping there. Well, there is Mr. Powell. Sorry, my internet. <laughs> Um, I don't know if you heard me or not, but I was talking about uh, Clark Phillips the third. I was telling him I was surprised you didn't have him in your. Uh... Oh, I said him. Oh, I didn't I hear you. Phillips. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, you're good. I said Phillips I didn't hear you. I think he gets knocked because of his size. He's what five ten, yes. five eleven, one eighty. Yes, but man, small. he is so yeah, freaking good. Yeah, he's oh, good he's player. good. Yeah, ball hawk skills can cover, can play the run. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm loving him. Um, so that covers all that. Um, those questions. Hope that helped you out, Sal. Um, Twitter user Todd Foster at, at FF Bannerman. Um, who are some ages and linebackers that you see gaining significant increase in snaps for 2023? Um, yeah, it's shout out, Todd. Um, our buddy Todd, who won the uh, the the dig league, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I had a one written down. There it is. So it's tough to to gauge right now with, um, like you said, with the linebackers, who's going to go where, and, and what depth charts look like. But one guy that I wrote down was uh, Dale Odenigbo from the Colts. Um, Ooh, Yannick, like yeah, Yannick Ngakwe is going to be a free agent. And um, I, I'm a huge Quiddy Pay fan. He's got one side locked down. But Ngakwe is going to be a free agent. And Odiangbo didn't quite step up when Quiddy Pay went down this year with that ankle injury, like I had hoped. But at the end of the year, um, he played really well at the end of the year. Um, he had a two-sack game, and then he had a – I think he had one and a half the next game. So he had like three and a half sacks in a two-game stretch in like week 14, 15, 16, somewhere in there. Um, so he had a nice finish to the year. Playing time went up a little bit, started a few weeks. Um, so I think he's a guy who could see a big increase if Ngakwe leaves town and he, he gets to play opposite a pay. Um, so he's a guy I, I, I'd, I'd like to stash if I can um, as far as Ed Rushers. Um, and then um, another guy since, you know, we like to play the uh, – you know, the true position game is uh, a guy I wrote down that I thought finished well and is near and dear to the team I like is Devontae Wyatt, who is listed as a defensive tackle in your true position league. So I wanted to show some love to the big man, but I thought Devontae Wyatt played well at the end of the year when he got a chance, really started to come on. And Jerron Reed was on a one-year deal, so he could be out of town, and they're going to find a way to get Wyatt on the field. So in your true position leagues where he has the DT tag, uh, Wyatt, Wyatt could be in for a nice second season there in Green Bay. 
it always helps when you're playing next to big old Kenny Clark, who eats up a lot of blockers and a lot of, you know, a lot of space, and a lot of disruption. So I think uh, edgewise, Ode Ingbo, and I can see Wyatt getting a huge jump if you're looking for an interior guy. Um, linebacker, a uh, guy we talked about before, Nicobe Dean sticks out to me as a guy who can see a, a significant increase. Yeah. Um, you know, Kaiser White, one-year deal, um, he could just slide in that role. I don't see them bringing White back. Um, I would like, like we talked about with Edwards, we already covered that. Bringing Edwards back, if, if it makes sense, money-wise, it makes a ton of sense to me to pair with Dean. They're two different style players who fill nice roles. Um, so Dean could see a huge increase. And then um, another name, another guy I want to stash is uh, Brian Asamoa. Um, he started to see a, some more time at the end of the season, you know, and Jordan started coming in for Jordan Hicks, and Jordan Hicks lost a little bit of playing time. Hicks has an out in his contract, I believe. They're going to be bringing in a new D coordinator, which could mean a lot of things. These guys that are, you know, like, does Hicks get caught? Does a new guy like Asimov? I, I, I kind of liked Asimov as a rookie, and he's got okay capital with a third-round pick, and you got to play a little bit. So the guy who could see a bump. Um, as well, but Nicobe Dean's the one that sticks out the most, right? Right, and I'm, I'm going to go right behind you here, and I'm going to say Christian Harris for Houston because he missed most of the first half of the season, right? Uh, with Andrews, yeah, spanked up a little bit. Um, yeah, got some playing time in the second half and was a really productive player with them. So yeah. now that he's fully healthy and a full, you know, another training camp under his belt, uh. With that experience, I think he's definitely going to be somebody that I would see yeah. a huge increase. Um, Troy Anderson, too. Troy, Troy yeah, Anderson. Anderson. For looking along those lines, guys that started to play significant, you know, at the yeah. end of the season, like that's going to – yeah, they're going to see like big jumps. I think Troy Anderson's going to, you know – And I think, I think players – took like, over. Yeah, I think players like Monty Rice and maybe even Giddens yeah. or Cole. I don't know what the situation in Tennessee yeah. is, but – We'll get yeah. to that, and then I can see that happening. Um, I feel like there's pass rushers we're missing here. Um, Sanborn's another one. I mean, I know he's not a pass rusher, but he didn't even play the first half of the year. Right. You know, the volume is going to be there for him. Well, the rookies um, will always get a bump, and I was looking for like a guy like Odie Ingbo that's a you know been in the league a couple years. That I do could, like that. I think that's yeah. a really good choice yeah. there. Yeah. You know, you know, I like guys like Sam Williams going into year two, hopefully see some extra run in Dallas. Dallas so like, yes, absolutely. Yeah, you know, if we're looking at I year two Hoyt, guys. Or have you say pronounce his name Hoyk? Oh, Rams. yeah, for the Rams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think with his kind of breakout situation there, I think they give him a little more run, a little more look. Um, yeah. And then I think we kind of covered this. He's Tom wants to know who are some of your IDP rookie sleepers. Well, I saved um, one. I saved one. When we were talking about linebackers. I, okay, I go talk, ahead. Go ahead. I did save one I was going to talk about, but I figured I'd save it for this question. That is Ivan Pace Jr. out of Cincinnati. Nice. Um, I love Ivan Pace. He is – I mean, he was – he transferred his brother, Deshaun Pace, was already at Cincinnati, so I have a pace transfer from Miami of Ohio. He had a really good year in the MAC in 21. He transferred to Cincinnati, and this year he was freaking awesome. 136 tackles, 20 and a half tackles for loss, and nine sacks. 
he's an aggressive as hell player. Um, he's got speed. He's got burst. Um, he's he, he's got tons of juice, man. It, it pop, his his explosive pops. Um, he, as a blitzer, he's just a problem. Um, he's got good timing and he's just tenacious. Um, he's athletic as hell. Um, he gets you know. I just I just love in traffic too. There's some reps where he he kind of he's got good timing like. He's got good feel navigating traffic and then good timing to stay hidden and then explode downhill, fill his gap, make the play. Um, just some really cool stuff. He's a three down. He could be a three down guy. I mean, uh, the one thing is he, I didn't the, the three four games I watched. He didn't wasn't asked to do a ton in man coverage, so that's always you know can he hold up in man? But I thought he did okay in zone and, and his his ability to blitz can keep him on the field in third down as well. But I just athletically I was just like this dude's got juice and. Um, he plays aggressive as hell. Sometimes to a fault because you get a little over aggressive. You overrun right. your your fit, your angle, and stuff. But um, uh, yeah, I, I really like Ivan Pace. I think he could rise during this this process. I don't think he's getting talked about enough in this linebacker class. I I just I thought I thought his tape was really good. I like for a guy that's not getting touted much. Um, yeah, I really like Ivan Pace. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I think he's one of my favorites, too, and I agree. He's not getting the recognition he deserves. He's my LB5 right now. Yeah, easily, easily. Yeah, he could be four. Um, Yeah, he could be my LB4, actually. Yeah, I I would not disagree with that at all. I mean, with what he did this year was just something else with Cincinnati. I mean, he put on a show up there. Um, And I think once – teams get him in these all-star games and weeks get him in combines and these pro days and they see what he can do yeah yeah he, he's going to be a shooting star for sure that's a good point i, I just want to say on that in, the, in these all-star games if i want to see if he can hold up in those i mean it's always tough for these guys in them one-on-ones because the defenders are always at a disadvantage when they're doing the one-on-one coverage shit it, it, it is what it is it's just always gonna be that way but if he can like show up in those one-on-one man coverage drills. I would love to see that because he's got the rest of it. I, you know, if he can hold yeah, coverage. I mean, yeah, coverage is going to be his thing because he can rush the passer. Yeah. He can he can play downhill. He can cover sideline to sideline. Yeah. If he shows good, a good skill set, good measurables, good traits in dropping in coverage, man, he is going to shoot through the roof. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, I, I, I have a pace, dude. It, it, I didn't talk about him when we were talking about linebackers before because I wanted to save him for this. This question. No, that's fine. Um, for for the sleeper question for podcast, he's the dude. Um. So now we go to Reddit user reaction Jackson. He wants to know which Jack will score the most fantasy points for the 2023 <laughs> season. Jack Sanborn. Miles Jack or Jack Gibbons? Jack Sanborn for me. Miles Jack. Yep. He fell off at the end there. Robert Spillane took over the lead role. It seemed to Pittsburgh or the favorite was the favorite of the bunch. And Miles Jack just kind of faded. And Jack Sanborn, while while Miles Jack faded, Jack Sanborn arrived. So Jack Sanborn for me. Yep. Oh, I completely agree that it's Jack Sanborn. He is going to be a monster. Um I will say this, 
if Tennessee doesn't do something with their linebacker group, Jack Gibbons could possibly pass Miles Jack. And I even said it on Reddit. Yeah. The gap the gap between Miles Jack and Gibbs and Gibbons is a lot closer than Sanborn and those two, right? I mean yeah. it's yeah so much closer with those two. So uh, yeah. but yeah, Sanborn's the dude for sure. Uh a lot of Sanborn love on this show tonight. Yeah, yeah. He's he's gonna be the a big talking point around the IDP circles this offseason. You know. He's gonna go, he's gonna get I hate to I hate to pronounce or say it this way, but he's gonna get dra- overdrafted, right? Like way higher. To get Sanborn, you're gonna have to spend more than you would expect. Sure. Yeah, yeah. As yeah, I agree. I, I would agree with that, absolutely. But I mean, hey, I could, could be worth I could it. easily see if he's playing the way he played this year, I could easily see 150 tackles out of him. They don't have anybody else. Yeah, depending on what they do. Even if they bring back Amaro, even if they bring in somebody else, I think he's the lead guy. They're only bringing in helpers. It all depends what they do. If they spend up for one of those key free agents. It, I guess we, yeah, and I just it. don't it see that happening. Do. I really yeah. don't. Yeah, it all depends. All this all shakes out. Um. Then our well, we got – Couple questions here. Reddit again, random Philly guy. Thank you, random Philly guy, for uh, following yeah. us. He says, How do you rank the Tennessee linebackers heading into next season? I feel like we've talked about this at length. Um, it's David Long. Well, he's not there right now, but if he's back, he's well, the lead guy. Right? If he's back, it's David Long. Zach yeah. Cunningham, if they cut him, he's probably gone, which I think happens. Yeah. Uh, I think they bring back Long, which is the right decision. He's your top guy. Then I think it's Monty Rice, mm-hmm. Gibbons, and Cole. Um, and you're thinking, who, what? <laughs> yeah, that's kind of the whole thing. But Tennessee's kind of strapped under the cap a little bit. So <sighs> they don't have a lot on the roster, right? Even if they bring Long back, even if they keep Cunningham, which is your two stud or your two starters. Long and Cunningham, if even if they keep those two, you still got Rice Gibbons and Dylan Cole. Gibbons and Cole are huge variable picks. Um, so you know, he really likes them. They're not going anywhere, but if you know, if they don't do something, that linebacker core for Tennessee could just be oof, it could be rough. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you, man. Uh, I, I think they need to bring back long. If they do, he's the lead lead guy like he was, and then Monty Rice would be my next guy. Um, I, th- I don't, I just can't see Cunningham being there. Too much money for a player that underachieved. Yeah, I think he's going and, to. And Monty Rice, you know, should get a shot. And then, like you said, you have guys like Gibbons and Cole as depth, solid depth guys. You know, but uh, bringing Long back's the biggest thing, and him and Rice could be a fine duo for you guys. I agree. And then our final question, again, from Random Philly Guy. He wants to know what are some potential open slots in defenses that a free agent or a draft pick draft pick could slide into and produce. So I think we just talked about Tennessee's linebacker spot, right? Yeah. A free agent or a draft pick could step right in there and have some big-time production. Um Maybe Chicago, even with the Sanborn, because they need that second guy. Um, yep. The Giants, the I, Giants, the Giants need a linebacker. 
the Giants need a linebacker. I like, I, linebacker I like to Chicago with a pass rusher. If they pass on Will Anderson, they could very easily go well, even with Will Anderson, because that's the question, right? A pass rusher. So I think that's the I think that's it. You know, they need that pass rusher. Um I think for I think for for Chicago, they want to stay in the top four if they move out of one or whatever because they want one of Anderson or Jalen Carter. That's the deal right. with Chicago because they yep. they need both along the front. You know, and I think it's way too high to draft Carter at one hundred and one. I think ideally they would trade that pick back to three, four, five, six, four. like I mentioned earlier. Four. I think they, I don't think they can get past four. I, th- I think they got to get to four to get to stay right. in the Anderson Jalen Carter range. Yeah. Four or five is going to be the limit, so yep. I think that's what they're eyeballing. But yeah, I yeah. agree with you there. Um, I'm trying to think. Houston, a pass rusher for Houston. Um, I think a free agent would help them definitely. One of the worst teams Atlanta. in the league. Atlanta. Philadelphia for for as good as they've been. They've got a lot of aging stars and a lot of players that are not panning out as far as Brandon Graham and Fletcher Cox and Derek Barnett. I think the right person or right draft pick could go in there and make a big splash. I think uh, I was just saying Atlanta. Um, Atlanta's pass rush needs help. Yep. <laughs> they need lots of help. Oof. And that's with them drafting two guys. Yeah. Kite and um, – uh, the dude out of Western Kentucky. Western, yeah, yeah, Western Kentucky. D'Angelo Those two guys. Yeah. But see, I think you got to kind of pause the brakes because that's tough making the jump from college to the NFL. So maybe year two, those two guys are better. But yeah. Um, I'm still trying to think. Uh, I feel like there's somebody that needs a safety somewhere, I'm sure. Oh, there's plenty of them. Yeah, it, it's it's so hard right now until – I mean, until free agency kind of shakes out. Um, but I think, you know, Tennessee, Chicago are two places. Houston – Green, Green, Green Bay could use a safety. If we're talking safeties, Green Bay could use a safety. Amos' contract's up. they got to decide right. if they're going to pay him, bring him back at 31 years old or whatever he is. Savage hasn't been good. Um you know, he got literally benched. He got moved to nickel. He got benched again. And Green Bay needs safety help. That's why we were talking about Brian Branch. If they were to draft a Brian Branch, if they were to draft an Antonio Johnson, um, guys that could be versatile in their secondary, um, they could. That's safety in Green Bay could be a, a instant productive spot for a rookie. Um, depending on how that all shakes out with with the guys they have, if they keep them, whatever, but they, they need help there. So, yeah, the Colts could use a lot of help. Um, maybe at corner. I think that, you know, Kenny Moore and whatever rock you send, but I think they could use a corner or whatever. Um, I'm just trying to, some of this yeah. is tough. It's just so early. It's kind of tough to predict. Right now. I, yeah, I mean, the things, you know, the ones we covered, like Chicago and Atlanta need a ton of help pass rush-wise. So, um, if they, if they uh, you know, Chicago likely goes Will Anderson or Carter. Um, those guys 
big time needs. That three tech in the in the Eberflus defense, Eberflus system there is is huge. If Jalen Carter would eat in that, and Will Anderson would be a you know massive upgrade on edge edge in Chicago. And the same can be said in Atlanta. Um, those two teams stick out edge rush wise. And then like I you know. I said uh, the Giants was one for a linebacker. I like McFadden. Jalen Smith was fine this year, IDP wise, when he got brought in for the Giants. But we know what Jalen Smith is at this point. They need long term solutions there at that linebacker spot. You know, even if Micah McFadden's a solid contributor, they could use some help. Um, so the Giants would be a, a candidate for a linebacker. Some, uh, however, they, you know, draft free agency, whatever. I feel like Carolina could use some help at linebacker. Um, hey, they got sure. Frankie Louvu. Frankie Louvu, baby. Oh, my God. <laughs> they do, but they need more than him. Uh, they could use some pass rush help. I know they got Brian Burns, but they could use somebody on the other side. So, yeah, that's just a few spots that off the top of our heads we can think of. Um We'll see as uh, free agency draws closer. Once the season is officially over, Super Bowl, once that officially is in the books, then I think you can truly start to look at who's who, working the scenarios and stuff like that. So, um, But we're not far away from that. Just a few weeks. So oh, yeah. Month, yeah. Maybe. We're, we're getting there. at the most. So we're very close. Um With that, I think that's all of our listener questions, unless you have something else, Kyle, that you want to talk about. No, man, that's that's all I got. We're hitting the two-hour awesome. mark here. Two-hour mark, yeah. We, Look at we're us. We're going to try to do a Patreon, too, if you got time. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, thank you to all of our listeners, all of our the questions. We That's what makes the show go. Thank you to all of our sponsors, MFL, Trophy Smack, um, Action 24-7. Um, we appreciate you for supporting us. Um, there is no off season, right? Nope. It's there the is no off season. It, it's a it's a constant thing, especially when you play uh, dynasty or campus to Canton stuff. It never ends. So feel Always free to hit us up. You can find me at, at Hollywood Twat Titan, and you can find Kyle at, at KB oh, K Bell fifty four. Yeah, that Almost forgot. But anyway. Hit us up. We're always glad to help. You know, hit us up at IDP Nation on Twitter. Um, we're always glad to help if you're interested Absolutely. in the uh, IDP, um, WIDP Ground Listener League, Campus to Camp League. If you're interested in that, hit us up. Um, with that, pretty good show, Kyle. It was fun, man. The listener questions were awesome. We appreciate that. Yeah, the that. listener and, questions. I love those. I love those. Uh, yeah, they were great. Uh, keep them coming, man. That's awesome. That's the fun stuff. And it, uh, they I always make you think. I love anything that yep. makes me think outside the box or whatever like that. So, yep. I agree. I buddy. mean, we can ramble on about this, that, and the other, but unless you give us some specific scenarios and stuff like that, it's kind of hard to do nowadays. So, um, yeah, thank you for all the listener questions. Shout out to you guys. Um, spread the word. Help us grow. Please subscribe, rate, and review where you can listen to podcasts. Um, Spotify, our radio, Stitcher, Podbean, Apple Podcast, all those good things. Uh, 
go over to idpnation.com. Check us out. We've got our articles over there. We've even got a um, place there where you can uh, donate. Uh, you can uh, leave. You can review us. Leave us a good review. We'll post it on the site. All that good stuff. Five-star review. And we will definitely uh, bang our heads together and come up with a contest and give out some of this uh, sweet uh, swag that we got. Um, with that, we will be back next week. Um, I know me and you had planned on doing a uh, Patreon. Um, I didn't know that we were going to take two hours here, but if you want to do a Patreon, we can do that. So if you're listening, check us out there maybe here in a little bit. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, let's do it. See, Kyle, that's my man. <laughs> my man. My man, Kyle. My man. Hey. See, Dan, he'd been like, oh, I'm tired. I'm, I got to go to bed. It's too late. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here for you, buddy. Well, thanks, everyone, and um, appreciate all the support and all the awesome listener questions. And, um, yeah, we'll be back next week. Absolutely. That's Hollywood finishes his tall boy. Hey, right on cue. Exactly. Tighten up. Tighten up. <laughs>